guys, and welcome back to the second episode of What You Think. You are joined today with me, Mel, Momo, Jang, and Fez. And we are going to be discussing our thoughts and opinions on the second episode of our ever so wonderful Loki. All of you who's not watched the episode yet, piss off as we're going to delve into spoilers. Everything <laughs> that probably ruined the enjoyment of you watching the episode if you haven't seen it already because spoilers are no fun. So just a general overview. We're going to first get the negatives out of the way. We're going to talk about what we didn't like in the episode and then we're going to move straight into positives because it's always better to focus on the brighter things. Discussion on characters, anything that stood out, any analysis. And we're going to theorize about what's going to happen in the next episode, the ending, because, oh, wow, it truly opens the doors or should I say branches out into new territories and just give our final thoughts on the episode. So let's start out with the negatives. With Loki, I really can't find anything that I don't really like. The only small nitpick was uh, he was doing a metaphor. And it kind of confused me and, and made it more confusing. But and other than that, ag- it was fine. He, he would yeah. agree with you that it was not a good metaphor. Yeah, he even, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. The more he explained, the more confused I was. Yeah, other than that, really, nothing was bad. That, that's the nice thing, actually, about Loki. That's really nothing that I have. A- I think Jang is just a loyal supporter of Loki at this point. There's just nothing bad about Loki to him. <laughs> yeah, the- <laughs> I don't know why. I usually have some problems with movies, but this one, I'm just like, there's nothing. Generally, I found the second episode to be really interesting. I think we understand more about the variant they're looking for, as well as thinking how the variant acts. If I'm going to be really honest, I found the first half of the episode really slow. I felt like they were explaining too much of everything. And I'm like, okay, we get it. Can we move on? I felt, I really felt that the first half was quite slow. But the second half really made up for it. And yeah, the second half was so much better than the first half that I'm kind of now dying for the third episode to see what happens. Like Jang, I think it's just really hard to find what I dislike about this episode. I actually really enjoyed it compared to the first episode. We're starting to get straight into things. I guess if I had to pick, I just wish we wouldn't have known who the hooded figure was until probably towards the middle or the end of the show. But I guess, I mean, it's definitely heavily to do with the plot and we're focusing on Loki himself. So not exactly about the hooded figure and the big revelation of who that person is. But I I still enjoy that scene regardless though. I agree with Fez actually. It did feel a bit slow, but I guess that didn't really bother me because the nature of TV shows, it's not like a movie where it's building up to something. It's kind of like going up a hill. But like with a TV show, since you're in and out of it, the show does have to build up. So I understand what you mean by there's a slower pace in the beginning. But I'll say for me, I don't know why. It's the same thing with WandaVision where when it ends, I'm not truly satisfied because you're going to use the movie. So when it ends, I'm like, ah, oh, come on. That's not very nice. Is it Marvel? That's not very nice. I get it. You got to make a TV show. But I guess we're just so used to the binge model where I'm just like, next episode when it's done here, this one's like, oh, I got to wait for a week because the cliffhanger in this one is so juicy but that's a non-issue really in the grand scheme of things I honestly yeah same with Jang and Fez and Mel Belly any negatives
So I guess now we can start moving into talking about the brighter things in the episode. Is there anything that stood out that you just absolutely loved? I'm going to go off first. I just love the way the story is going because I just thought this was going to be a let's hunt the Loki variant, that kind of thing. Maybe Loki will be different Loki variants, you know, throughout the episode. But no, they're going straight into timelines that's just going to be branched out immediately. And it's just going to be mayhem for the next few episodes. And I just thought that was a really bold direction because you'd really expect that maybe in like the second half of the series, but no, this is the setup. And also the score, I realize is exceptional. Uh, just sets the mood brilliantly. There's like this sad instrumental that plays every time he reminisces about Asgard. Oh, and don't get me started on the iconic song from Shrek 2 <laughs> playing in the beginning. I've been rambling on, so I'm going to pass it off to Fez. I actually like how Loki is portrayed in this episode. I love that he was so impatient and delusional towards his own goals as well as finding the variant. I like also how we see a playful side of Loki, especially in the first scene where he was talking to Miss Minutes and making fun of Miss Minutes. I thought Loki's charisma really shined there. I also really like a lot Mobius and Loki's relationship. I think that was the highlight of the episode. The way they're bickering as well as discussing theories and life goals. I thought it was really interesting and it was really refreshing to see them interact more. So that was the main thing I liked, yeah. I totally agree with Fez. I felt like this episode was just golden when it came to portraying the Loki that we all know and love. The God of Mischief, he's such a child. <laughs> and I absolutely love that. He was just so mischievous all around. And it was just really fun to see him and Mobius. The way how Mobius could only push him to do work if he asked Loki to treat it like it was some sort of competition. But I have to say that Loki wearing a suit like that and actually working is kind of like bringing my fanfiction face to life. <laughs> because I never thought I would actually see Loki in that kind of position before. But I'm thoroughly enjoying this so, a lot th th you opened the door what fan fiction did you write oh tell us a bit more about it <laughs> i did not i did not write fan fictions but i've read a lot of office au's of meeting loki at work and <laughs> back in high school and that was my absolute dream and now i get to see a little bit on how loki would actually be if he was actually working and yeah but i guess another part that i really want to point out was when they were in the convenience store in 2050. I forgot where that was, but when... Sweet home, Alabama. <laughs> it was Alabama. I think but, it was Alabama, um, yeah. <laughs> right. When the variant kept switching itself between different people, I really enjoyed that. It was very smooth, passing the torch to different vessels. <laughs> I and really liked that. was such a great scene. way to demonstrate Lady Loki's powers. Yeah, that was a great device. For sure. I rambled on a bit there. Um, <laughs> what about you, Jang? <laughs> Oh, I got so much to say. Oh, I, I felt that, but, yeah. The thing that Fez said about the start of the episode was slow. It was a lot of explaining about time works and what do those little bomb things do and uh, what are the rules of their time travel and stuff like that. And that was actually more interesting to me. I think I rewind like four times to listen and think about it again. Understanding how time travel works. And I actually like that a lot. And I like that Loki asked questions, things that I was wondering about how the timeline works and everything. And they really explained a lot of stuff in the episode. Especially why that guy didn't know what a fish was. And Mobius likes jet skis, but he can't actually ride a jet ski because it will break the timeline and everything so that's why the, the the explanation really just made it so much better so. yeah i gotta agree i didn't even notice that the pace was 
flow or anything like that because I was too busy taking notes about the whole explanation behind Nexus events, Nexus timelines, etc. And I just thought that was really interesting. It starting to really make sense now how the multiverse is actually working. And yeah, I just really enjoyed that. Yeah, exactly. And Loki, we really need to pay attention. It's not like I, I don't know other shows where you can just kind of like leave it on in the background. This one you need to really sit down and listen to what they're saying to really understand. And oh my I, God, I like yeah. I like that that really keeps you hooked on the the whole thing from start to finish. So yeah, I really like that. Since we're on the topic of exposition, I wholeheartedly agree with you. The exposition in the show is done really well because it's entertaining. I actually really like the way that they explained how the variant was escaping them. That the fact that he was hiding behind Apocalypse because I was wondering that myself. What happens if you do something before an event, like a destructive event? It wouldn't matter, right? Which is what Loki proved in Pompeii. They actually showed him go to Pompeii and <laughs> say like, "You all are gonna die." And then they was like, "Oh, it makes no difference." That stupid metaphor with the with the salad, and then he put salt and pepper, and then he, he put like I don't know, he put juice in it and then I was like what are you trying to ex <laughs> so I just listened like if, if I didn't look at the screen and I just listened to his explanation it made sense but if I looked at the what he was doing yeah only the metaphor was slightly annoying but other than that so, yeah, it was good the exposition is just this perfect mix of unraveling the mystery questions that we're interested in as well as making it entertaining so you know if it's entertaining for us then we'll be less annoyed tired of Loki in the sense like oh my god we know you're backstabbing people that's all you do it's in your nature but you know in the beginning when they're at the Renaissance fair I was like wait is he good is he bent is there actually a Loki waiting outside but yeah I was on the edge of my seat but I guess I should have expected that he would be for lack of a better word BSing his way through (laughs) that kudos to the director because the intensity was on point I was like oh no and the beeping one beep remaining two beeps remaining I was like oh okay quickly but yeah he was just <laughs> bluffing the whole time you'll never get tired of Loki and his shenanigans and I'm gonna pass it to Fez I do have questions though that I want to ask you guys because I'm not gonna lie I was quite confused you do you guys remember like at the beginning of the second episode Loki was explaining to the TVA how his powers work or how illusions work ah. do you guys can you go if you guys understand it could you explain it to me because I was also quite confused like how okay. that works yeah so so Loki pointed out two things, illusion projection and duplication casting. I actually took note of this because I needed someone to also fully explain it. But from what I understand is that illusion projection means that he's able to get a sort of facade that other people will see. So he'll create an image that everyone will see, but it doesn't change anything on his part, I guess. It's kind of like a screen or another mask of some sort. Yeah, I, I think it is like that. From what I understood, I, I only rewind once. But one version is where he can just duplicate himself, like how like he can make multiple Lokis, like how we've seen in the movies before. But uh-huh. he can't make he can't create like a Thor. He can't create like a Hulk. You know what I mean? He can only create uh. more of himself or like different yeah. So I, I think that's what they he meant. <laughs> Speaking of different versions of himself, I love the holographic different variants. And like one of them was like he was holding oh, yeah. a trophy and then one was this weird CGI monster. It was like a Hulk and Loki combination. So they've had a lot of Lokis. But yeah, I really like that. Especially with Owen Wilson, you understood the urgency of why he's doing what he's doing, recruiting this Loki when no one believed in him. But 
there's something really interesting with his character that he's different from the TVA in the sense yeah. that he has a he has a heart, I guess. He seems to be more compassionate for human beings because we still don't understand a lot about the TVA and their inner workings, but something about him is different and I have no idea what it is. So maybe if we're going into this direction of the TVA is a bad organization, if they wanted to reform the TVA, I think he is the key or perhaps someone who could run the TVA. Yeah, that was one of the things I saw that they highlighted like when Loki was questioning Owen Wilson. You know, he was saying that there's so many things that they could do because they live out of time, right? But all the Minutemen and Owen Wilson, they they all don't really want to experiment. They just want to make sure the sacred timeline is intact. They they don't really want to experiment or see see any loopholes or anything that they really just want to follow the rules and make sure nothing is broken. That's what I think why variants are dangerous because like Loki... Not even Loki, if any variant can start to question what are the loopholes or what are the small things I could do. But for all the people in the TVA, they all don't seem to care about any loopholes. They'll just, just make sure it works. Just make sure it works. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, so, really, like, I think Loki is going to kind of like enlighten Owen Wilson to show him like it's not just protect the timeline there's other stuff you can do yeah Yeah. I think also like I'm not sure who said it I'm not sure if it was Mobius himself or the other members of TVA but they did describe Mobius or he said himself that he's attracted to broken things and broken (laughs) people and I just thought I guess that's what makes him so different and likable is that he really cares about people who are broken and he really wants them to do the best they can even though they are not good or he doesn't trust them free will versus predestination yeah do you guys think we have free will or is our fates predetermined are we gonna go into the matrix right now oh man (laughs) one deep question (laughs) i guess well i just can't help but think about how maybe there is a bit of fun in chaos i mean mobius did say at one point that existence is chaos i do agree with momo i feel like loki might influence mobius in a way and this will essentially change the tva into being like, hey, you know, maybe branches aren't all that bad. We don't always have to be in linear format. (laughs) There's a bit of fun in chaos. The world can't exist without chaos. It's not that the world will collapse with it. How does Mobius know that Loki's lying? Because like there were so many times in the episode where Mobius pointed out to Loki, hey, you're lying. I know that's not true. How did he do that? I think think it's just a tell with him. Yeah, because... He seemed to be on board with his bluff for 70% of it when he was like, oh no, this is a Loki, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Loki wants you to come out, I'll tell you an Asgardian phrase. But then at the end, I think he gave it up too easily when he was like, so I'll get to see the timekeepers. Yeah, it's imperative I meet them right now. He's like, "Mm -hmm. yeah, right. So I think it's just a matter of, I've read your file a lot of times. We've met so many Lokis that at this point, you're like, aha, there we go. He's lying. But I think initially... I was on board. I was like, oh, is he? he's telling the truth, isn't it? There is a Loki outside. Everyone prepare your guns. But I think it's just like, eh, I want to meet timekeepers, please. It's like, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the funny more... thing. They don't have guns. They have, they just have sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those like, yeah. exterminated things. And, and again, I mean, Mobius is the TV that's been in charge for catching the Loki variant, right? So I'm pretty sure he must have studied Loki again and again and again to find out his tricks and little habits. Yeah, he even said that he like studied his file over and over again and he knows every moment of his life. So he probably knows him too well. He's just like, I I know when you're like... (laughs) 
just have one more thing to say. I thought 2020 was bad with the coronavirus, but it sounds like 
not be together if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. yeah in terms yeah, of yeah. romance i don't think so i, I mean it's just slightly weird <laughs> like, so like, yeah. if they do it okay but if not it, it doesn't it doesn't matter so they <laughs> always say it. love yourself but not to the extent of <laughs> love yourself <laughs> given the chance jang are you hinting at because there's she could be serving like an older loki so there could be another loki and just basically more lokis than we know or are aware of at the moment is that what you're basically hinting at yeah i was thinking like how they would get different versions of loki out there because you know it's supposed to be the sacred timeline and our loki is supposed to be the loki you know and he's supposed to be killed by thanos and mm-hmm. that's how that's loki's story so then if there is this lady loki and maybe an old loki where did they come from so i was thinking remember in episode 1 they were talking about there was a multiverse and it was all chaos yeah. and everything so i think maybe this old loki and lady loki managed to survive whatever they did to narrow it back down to the sacred timeline and that's mm-hmm. why they've just been hiding out here and there from the timekeepers so that they don't get wiped. That, that's the only way it makes sense for there to be multiple different Lokis to me. But I'm <laughs> just... That's what I was thinking as well because even Mobius was saying, yeah, it's a variant of Loki but we don't know which variant or which Loki. And I was thinking, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean which Loki? Isn't there just two, this Loki and that variant you're looking for? I mean, we did see different versions of Loki in the beginning but they all look like a variation of They Tom just Hiddleston. look like his head on, on different body. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. awfully weird. And yeah, but how does it? that work? Like, like, so how, no, I, how, I would always oh. think that's like, so basically everything has to run parallel to each other. The issue is when things don't start running parallel to each other because of choices that some variants have made that's my understanding of it anyway so there can be different loki variants like a hundred a thousand but as long as they're going in parallel lines it's all fine based on their choices yeah but how does it go in a parallel so i need to think about the... this i need to sleep so, on this so they're all part of the... i don't know the way i thought about it was just or i understand it is it's just a bunch of parallel lines just running in but there's one sacred timeline i guess <laughs> which is the one that we know but to others it may be a sacred timeline so as long as they just don't branch nothing can branch everything just must go in a straight line from what I understand as they are unraveling the end of the universe I guess that's what the timekeepers are trying to do as well they said what are the timekeepers doing and Mobius explained that they were busy working Mm -hmm. on the epilogue of time to ensure that there can never be any infinite branches whatsoever and there can only be one sacred timeline that was what I understood from that do you guys think we'll see the timekeepers within the series don't show the end of episode 6 maybe as wow I guess you can go meet the timekeepers Loki wow okay great and then directed by the end of Loki that would could so happen that That actually could happen the other thing I also like is that you know when Lady Loki set all those bombs and she started creating all the branches if those branches don't get wiped let's just say like in the next few episodes if they don't get wiped I think it's actually quite nice that this because for Doctor Strange like the multiverse of madness and all those things it will make sense that the branches all started from now if you get what I mean so like all the Mm -hmm. Avengers you know 2012 so everything's the same until this point and then it's I, so, I need to really sleep on this. I think so Jang could be right, yeah, because didn't uh Kevin Feige said that Loki is the show that will have the most impact in the MCU? Yeah, oh and it's God. the same writer as Doctor Strange, so it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah, I'm and if you just it, watch Jang Doctor Strange, <laughs> but if you just watch Doctor Strange and you just uh, like they say, oh, there's a multiverse, then like if you're just a regular Marvel fan, you don't watch all the. Loki and WandaVision like you just watch the movies 
it was still kind of you're just like oh okay there's multiverse you, you know like but if you want to know like watch Loki that's where it all started you know mm. I want Mel's take on this what do you think Lady Loki or Sylvie or whatnot what is the motive of Lady Loki causing this mayhem or should I say this madness huh. I definitely think there is a bigger picture because she did say that not everything is all about you to Loki when Loki asked her what do you want from me like, so I it's, it's not about you me. it's about yes. us the anthem plays all of all the Lokis (laughs) it's about us yeah and then you have like a thousand Lokis standing behind her (laughs) (laughs) V for Vendetta ending we are Loki oh man (laughs) the destruction of Asgard really stood out to me and I don't know, could Sylvie's intentions or motives have something to do with the destruction of Asgard and prevent it from I don't know being annihilated i don't know but why would they want to save asgard because then hella will just you know still be wrecking it there's no way that about it true. you have to cause a wreck no, well, i guess he'll just be sad that he can't rule over asgard he'll be like oh man <laughs> yeah so when he got sad it wasn't because he lost his home but it was because he couldn't rule over it anymore. <laughs> see, I, i'm gonna go on a i'm gonna go on a tangent i go after for it. last week's episode i rewatched thor one Thor the Dark World and Thor Ragnarok it's not like he did anything as ruler all he did was just eat some cherries and watch plays he he didn't do anything for the stability of the Nine Realms it's just like (laughs) feeding his own desire he he did nothing if anything he he should have done something to try and stop Surtur or plan some migration uh, what is it he built a statue of himself yeah that's more oh yeah well, well, well done isn't that, isn't that funny then because his glorious purpose is to just have a statue of himself while he eats great <laughs> no so like when he saw the kill count for Asgard during Ragnarok he's just like oh I could have ruled, ruled these people <laughs> all 9,000 of them damn it oh my god I'm going to pass it over to Fez what do you think the motives are behind Lady Loki causing all this mayhem I honestly have no idea. I, I, I really have no idea. I'm kind of going into with Jang saying that Lady Loki is probably working with an older Loki. But I, I, before Jang's like theory, I thought maybe Lady Loki was maybe something like the old Loki in terms of maybe she wants to rule. I don't know what she wants to rule, but she wants to cause destruction. So that the TVA is in balance and she can get gain control of it, I think. But I think I might be wrong. That's the thing. It's so unpredictable. It's really hard to actually come up with a theory for the future at the moment. I mean, it went to show with how stupid my theory was. I have no idea, definitely. So yeah. I guess I'm just going to settle with Jang at the moment. I feel like yeah. he's the writer of the show. So he's most trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, like I thought, I thought the whole show is just going to be about Loki working for the TVA but now he's escaped the TVA now I yeah. really don't know what it's going to be about now I thought they were really draw, off I thought they would really just draw out the cat and mouse game between Loki and the variant but no it's it's done Loki <laughs> just jumped in the portal okay let's go yeah. <laughs> that's why I just yeah this is the best paced of the Marvel show so far. Like WandaVision, I think by the fourth episode, you're like, or the fifth episode, you're like, okay, we get it. Sit, come, let's go, let's go. Falcon, I think if anything, it wrapped up a bit too fast at the end. Like the sixth episode is like, vroom, let's solve everything. Yeah, it did. Uh, just like that. So far, this show is proving to be the most cinematic, probably one of the better paced shows or the best paced among the three shows. So yeah, they just keep on getting better and better. I think Lady Loki and Loki would team up 
And she'll probably explain to him why or everything is happening. Why is she doing what she's doing? And then I think that they're going to infiltrate the TVA. I, I really think that they're going to try and fight back against the TVA. Of course, now it's just like, oh, she's just creating chaos. But next episode, I'm pretty sure they'll explain why. And then I think Loki would want to help Lady Loki because he said he, he likes the chaos. He, he likes the possibility that anything can happen. He doesn't like that things will always happen. I like that idea, but I just feel so bad for Mobius because I feel that Mobius gave Loki so many chances. Do you think Loki he will betray Mobius. I'm not sure about that part, yeah. I think that he probably will try and get Mobius on their exactly. side. You know, Mobius is compassionate and everything. So mm. because of that, he'll probably poke at him that way. <laughs> try, try and get him to listen. But yeah, th- that's the thing about Loki. Like, they answer questions from the previous episode. Like, the first episode, I had so many questions about how the timeline worked. And in this episode, they really answered that. And then now they're creating all these new questions with Lady Loki. So I, I really like the pacing of how Loki is going. They close up all these questions and they create new ones and then they close it out so so it it is it, you can feel like progression that's a good point like closure before you meet new problems yeah <laughs> lord knows I need closure <laughs> as the kids would say they better not fuck it up <laughs> four more to go can they maintain this we'll see I just love that after years and years they still know how to write Loki really well and they still know how to keep his character as unpredictable as possible at times he seems like he's going to be on their side but there are times yeah. when you're actually going to question is he going to betray them I think at the end of the series he's Loki I think he has a soft spot for Mobius especially because Mobius sees the best in him or Mm truly does pity him so I'm gonna bet the end of the series is Loki giving him a jet ski or something (laughs) and Cassie a fish speaking of uh, great side characters we we talked about Mobius but I really am liking B-15 Hunter 15 her dynamic with Loki is just excellent remember the scene with the knives absolutely not (laughs) The ending when when she's being possessed by Loki and that's such a great device to show us in action of the capabilities of Lady Loki or Sylvie whatever have you but yeah I really love that dynamic between B-15 and Loki it was probably a bad idea in retrospect to put the both of them together (laughs) if the TVA goes by the rule that anyone who creates what do you call that again Nexus and Nexus timeline. Nexus that, event. Yeah, yeah. You know, wouldn't if if they were to follow by that logic, wouldn't the Avengers <laughs> be punished for what they've done in Infinity they, War? That's the genius of the 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 show. Everything they did, you could just say, oh, it's part of the sacred yeah. timeline. <laughs> that's a, it's a True. cop out. And, yeah, they also upfront said in the first episode, because when Loki was questioning it, they upfront said also, it's part of the timeline, deal with it. So the best answer, I guess, is always to just go, it's part of the sacred timeline. Ooh. I'm going to use that from now on. Me. Why did you mess up? You didn't do your job properly. Oh, it's part of the sacred timeline. I'm supposed to mess up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly why do you fail your exam it's all part it's of the plan man. Line. Line. it was Deal supposed it. to happen it's already predetermined nothing I can I'm do sim- right I'm simply just keeping everything in order you see I don't want to I don't want to create a brunch why didn't you de- defrost the chicken it was part of the sacred time keep the chicken frozen <laughs> we should just wrap up and give our final thoughts on the episode and i think i'll go first brilliant (laughs) second episode uh great explanations to everything love delving into loki and i'm excited 
to see because it's going in a different direction than I thought it would. I'm just excited to see where it takes us. Will Lady Loki and Loki get it on? That's my <laughs> big question. Is it ethical? Is it halal? We shall see. And Mel, any final thoughts? This episode reminded me strongly very once again why I fell in love with Loki in the first place. And I am just so hyped and excited to see where this show will take us. It definitely took a route that I did not expect. So that was a very pleasant surprise. I have a very similar question to Momo. Will Lady Loki and Loki get it on? Or is Lady Loki a horse? Uh, we shall see. <laughs> I generally liked the second episode. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good build-up to the TVA. Like, the TVA is already built up. And I'm glad the second half, there was a lot more action. It was a lot more tense. And I hope in future episodes, I'm guessing, obviously, we're going to see the world outside the TVA or other timelines, I guess, or, like, world surrounding the TVA and I also hope that we get to see Loki being held or put in a difficult position and see him in action if he is put in a position but I can't wait for episode three next week <laughs> Jang round us off yeah it was I I love I, I just need the explanations I really love the explanations and that the fact that they blended it nicely with like action and suspense and and explaining but not in a annoying way they really did it really well and I hope that they keep doing it for the next few episodes like just keeping it entertaining and amazing yeah as the kids say don't fuck it up Marvel <laughs> you're riding <laughs> on a lot of goodwill and I guess with that we're rounding off this the second episode I hope you truly got to understand what we thought of the episode and if you are listening on YouTube do just leave a comment it helps us a lot we have no comments on the first episode yet but <laughs> if you are listening out there be interactive we won't bite i promise you do follow us on our social medias as well we have an instagram page and a twitter page will be set up as well quite possibly and do remember that every like every comment helps us a lot we'd love to hear opinions etc and it also helps spread our stuff out there and that is really i guess very beneficial and we'd like that very much so thank you very much for listening to our episode today and do look out for our discussion for next week's episode of Loki episode 3. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell icon. Give us a like. <laughs> <laughs>